to find the right people, this is a big part of the process, uh, Cameron. And I think some people learn the hard way because some people get, uh, sometimes leaders get a little bit hurried and they put the wrong people in the wrong position at the wrong time. And all of yeah. those things end up having repercussions. So it's good to have a lot of clarity of what are we looking for? Welcome to the Leadership Download Podcast. Thank you for your support and tuning in to this episode. On this podcast, we have Virgil Sierra. Virgil Sierra is the lead pastor of Vertical Church in the South Florida area. He is also involved with Avail, the art of leadership, and is the host of the Avail Leadership Podcast. And so on this podcast, we're going to be talking to Pastor Virgil on how to have a successful team and what it takes to truly build a successful team. One of the unique things that Pastor Virgil has the responsibility of is leading a bilingual church where they have to focus on not only doing things in English, but also in Spanish. So we're going to learn about the different, the intricacies that entail that and how to build and maintain a successful team. And also we're going to dive deep into Virgil's experience in interviewing some of the world's most renowned leaders in the leadership space and the things that he's learned through his involvement in hosting the Avail Leadership Podcast and being involved with the Avail team. So you are in store for an amazing discussion. Virgil is has come forth with a lot of energy and he has a real passion for leadership. So you're gonna you are in store for a lot of lessons learned on truly building uh, successful teams and also just being around and interviewing um, the the world's famous leaders in the leadership space. So thank you so much for tuning in. And here we go in our interview with Pastor Virgil Sierra. Well, thank you, Pastor Virgil, for uh, being on the podcast. Happy to have you on and uh, looking forward to our, our talk today. Hey, it's always a pleasure to talk leadership. Uh, it's always a pleasure to connect with friends. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to see what what our listeners and viewers can just enjoy on this podcast. Yeah, it's awesome because I was interviewed by you on your podcast and now I'm interviewing you. So it's uh, really awesome to, to kind of switch those roles. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun ride. Yeah, yeah. So um, tell our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself before we uh, dive deep into our discussion today. Yeah, well, my name is Virgil Sierra, born and raised in South Florida to Colombian parents. My parents are from Colombia, South America. Uh, I grew up playing sports and going to church because my parents are pastors. Uh, and then three things kind of happened simultaneously in my life uh, at a certain point. I became the worship pastor at our church under my parents' leadership. Uh, I, um, I started a Spanish Christian Latin rock band called Contagious, and we became uh, international recording artists, and we toured South America, Central America, and a lot of good portion of the United States. Uh, and I completed my master's degree as an occupational therapist. So for about 10 years, I worked uh, as a health professional 
providing therapeutic services to elderly patients all the way down to pediatric patients. Uh, I did therapy with, uh, you know, with infants, uh, older adults, uh, physical dysfunction, all the way to mental health and psychiatric wards in hospitals and private clinics. So I had a little season, a 10 year season where I was kind of in that world. Um, and all of that, all of this, uh, in the middle of all of that, I got married with my my uh, sweetheart, Jislaine. Uh, Jislaine and I, uh, we met when our mothers were, our mothers met when they were pregnant with us. And so uh, there's a whole story back behind that. Uh, and all of that uh, led to us starting a family. We have our three kids, Caleb, Sophia, and Nico. Uh, and then eventually in 2015, February 2015, that's when I officially transitioned into the senior pastor role. I relaunched our church, which was my parents' church, and they they kind of passed on the torch. Uh, we we relaunched into a new season where we went from being Iglesia Buenas Noticias de Fe, which means good news of faith, a Spanish church, to vertical church with a new vision, also known as Iglesia Vertical, where one church two languages. The name is spelled the same in both English and in Spanish. And it's kind of our life that my wife and I, we grew up being both. We're not just American because we were born here in the States, but we're Hispanic. We're not just Hispanic. We're American. We're not just English. We're Spanish. We're not just Spanish. We're English. And uh, we we experienced a great season of, uh, of growth when we relaunched the church. And right now we're in a season of continued growth, eight years into that relaunch. Um, uh, seeing how God is using our church and uh, in my case specifically, just really enjoying um, my role, not only as the lead pastor of our church, but as the lead leader of our organization. I love leadership. I'm passionate about it. And uh, that's a little bit about me, where I'm at now, and 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 probably what led us to this conversation about leadership today. Yeah, really excited to talk more about leadership because with all the work you do and even the church that you lead, one thing as we were preparing for this is when you make a decision on something or have to do something with the church, you're thinking about doing things in two different languages. So English and also Spanish and having the team um, focusing on both. That's a hundred percent. If, if, you know, not everybody's called to the same thing, but this is part of our calling. So you can imagine, uh, Cameron, you can imagine when, when I have to think of a sermon title, I can't just think in one language. I got to have it. It's got to work in both. Yeah. Uh, when our team puts together a video, we don't just do one, we do it twice, but one in English, one in Spanish. So from printed material to video, social media, and even how we communicate, uh, that's an interesting dynamic we have. Uh, it's kind of a duality. We're doing it in both. Yeah. So to be able to do that, um, you really have to have a stellar team. And <laughs> I see that following the church and also you on social media, the quality of what you guys do is I can, from a distance is wow. stellar, is stellar. And um, so as a leader, you're, you're really focused on having really successful teams and really having the right team members in yeah. place uh, on your team. So what is it, what are the key qualities that you look for when looking to bring team members on your team? And then how does it contribute to the overall successes of what you're looking for? Yeah, that's a great question. I think over over my over the years, as I've just kind of continued to delve into learning leadership and understanding our organization and where we're headed, um, I, I've run into a couple of kind of lists that have been helpful for me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll mention two, and then I'll mention 
and then I'll mention an extra kind of bonus principle that we've learned in our world. Uh, but but as far as kind of qualities that we're looking uh, in team members that are going to join our staff team, um, if I go through the, the C route with the C's, character, competent, chemistry, culture, and capacity. So, so let's talk character. Um, character asks the question, can I trust you? And I think this is an important question that as the lead leader, I'm thinking about when I'm considering somebody who's going to be on our staff team, um, you know, can we trust you? Uh, character has a lot to do with, with are you the, the type of person that will do the right thing at the right time for the right reason? Um, you know, it's very important to have trust on a team. So character is definitely top of the list. Competent, uh, of course. This is a big one when on any organization, when you're inviting somebody to be on the team, uh, competent asks the question, can you actually do the job, right? Uh, you know, competence has to do with the skills that a person has uh, through both maybe their natural gifting and talents uh, and also experience, you know, so that they can function well in the role that they play. So for example, in church, can the worship leader who's going to be singing, can the, can the singer sing? Right. Can you know, can the can the uh, children, the director or the children's pastor, can they connect with kids and their parents? Right. Uh, so competence is important. Chemistry. You know, this is a big thing when you're building a team, especially when you want to have a cohesive team that's impacting, that's that's running with the vision. Uh, chemistry asks the question, do you fit here? You know, you know, is there a connection? Uh, are you able to connect well with the other team members, not to mention the people that we're serving in our case, it's members of a church or visitors. In another case, it might be clients or customers, right? Depending on the organization, the company, but chemistry is important for culture, culture. Uh, the question here is, do they get it? Do they get it specifically regarding to how we do things here? You know, I always say uh, in the church world, you might come from a different church, but how they did things over there might be very different than how they did it here. The same thing in a company or any kind of organization uh, in order to be on this team, you have to really understand and embrace the culture of how we do things here. And this is a big one, Cameron, because um, uh, if somebody doesn't really understand the culture, it's going to be very evident and apparent quickly as we're, as you're kind of running, right? Um, five capacity. Uh, the question here is, can they grow here? You know, can you as a member of this team grow? And, and capacity refers to the fact that a person can, can continue to grow in their personal leadership and their personal skills. They can grow in their area of expertise. They can grow in their role. Um, this is an important thing, especially when we're trying to build a team that's really going to make an impact and a difference through what we do. So that that's one. I was going to share another one that I've learned from Dr. Sam Chan, but what do you think about those, Cameron? Oh, yeah. These are great. Character. Um, what was the other one? Competence. <laughs> Competence, chemistry, culture, and capacity. Sorry, I couldn't read yeah. my writing. But <laughs> yeah, these these are really, really key points that you've, you've really hit on. Uh, again, for those listening, character, competent, chemistry, culture, and capacity. And these are really not easy to do, right? <laughs> it's really, if for, for those leaders that are listening, um, building a successful team um, is not an easy road. And even when you've built one and you feel like you've arrived, you really haven't because it, it comes with a lot of challenge. It, it does. You know, it, it would be nice if, 
if everything stayed the way you left it the day before or the week before or the month before, but that's why it's called an organization mm-hmm. from organism. It's alive. Uh, and an organization, uh, generally speaking, is not static. Uh, it's, it's alive. It's, it's moving. And, and, and I think, uh, all with all of that in mind, uh, you know, I know in my leadership, I'm trying to build the best, in my case, the best church for our region that we can build for the glory of God on one hand, but also for the greatest impact and to accomplish the vision that we've set out for ourselves. And so, you know, to, to, to find the right people, this is a big part of the process, uh, Cameron. And I think some people learn the hard way because some people get, uh, sometimes leaders get a little bit hurried and they put the wrong people in the wrong position at the wrong time. And all of those things end up having repercussions. So it's good to have a lot of clarity of what are we looking for? If, if there's any of these missing character, competence, chemistry, culture, or capacity, we really got to ask ourselves the question, if one of those is missing or low, can those be brought up? Dr. Sam Chand, uh, you know, well-respected leadership guru. uh, He, he talks about five characteristics that he calls staff. He uses the, the, the acronym of staff, uh, S for strong, T for teachable, A for attentive, F for firm, and F for faithful. Uh, and he kind of talks about these are good characteristics as well that you're looking for in team members. Strong, in other words, they're, they're, they're not easily sensitive and easily affect, offended by simple things or little things. They're, they're strong. There's a good foundation. Teachable. They, they have a good attitude when it comes to learning and growing. And even when they receive correction, they don't get offended. Uh, attentive. They're paying attention to the details, right? Uh, he, he uses attentive and sometimes he uses also accountable, right? There's accountability. There's, there's attention. There's, there's a, there's um, uh, attention to detail, which is where excellence is at. Uh, firm, which means they're not, they're not blown away by the winds, you know, or, or by somebody's opinion or somebody makes a comment. They're pretty firm with you and faithful is that they're with you. You know, they're really connected to, to you as the lead leader and to the organization. And there's some faithfulness there. You know, again, these are things that help really help, uh, the journey and the process. My wife and I, as pastors of a church, we also felt, man, we, we really want to know that people really feel a calling to our leadership. You know, um, that there is an aspect of it that, that we, we want to get along with the people that we work with. We want to, we don't want to have people on our team that, that we want to avoid throughout the rest of the week or, or that we don't want to hang out with. And so little factors like this are important to think about and consider when you're building a team. One of the ones, one of the C's that I wanted to touch on is capacity, because yes. I feel like this is like, it's difficult to gauge people on your team at what level of capacity they have, because, you know, everyone on your team is unique and different in their own way, and they, they have different strengths, and they excel in different areas. Um, how, how do you as a leader really gauge that capacity in uh, your team and, and, and trusting them in, in uh, certain responsibilities and tasks? Yeah, that's that's a great question. Uh, you know, I think when it comes to capacity, um, it it takes a, a leader's eye. You, you have to develop that eye as you're as you're observing. You know, observing is a huge aspect of good leadership because not only when we observe, we're able to kind of assess where someone's at or where a situation's at, but also we can we can begin to evaluate how they handle different difficult situations. So for example, for me, capacity has to do with the, the ability to grow more in skill, knowledge, um, and proficiency, whatever the role might be. Uh, so wh- whenever uh, a team 
team member, for example, when they face an obstacle, when they face a kind of a challenge, how is the response? You know, is there is there a, a, a an, an attitude of, OK, we can get through this. I'm going to be resource. Are they resourceful? Are they asking the right questions to the right people or do they kind of kind of melt or drown in the situation? Um, that's a good that's a good way of beginning to kind of measure if a person kind of has that uh, that capacity uh, again, uh, grit, tenacity, the, the the willingness to get their hands dirty in whatever it is that they're working in. And then also um, to be honest and say, you know, I, I'm not sure how to do this or resolve this, but I really want to learn. You know, I want to, I want to break through this. So, so as a leader, developing the eye of observing how people are handling different situations, I think knowing how to ask the right questions instead of just um, telling them what to do or saying, hey, you know, hey, do this or follow this. Say, hey, what do you think? could could improve this situation and kind of coaching them it, it helps you understand um a person's capacity and, and again everybody's not created equally so yeah. so everybody's capacity is not the same but little by little especially as a lead leader once people are able to take things off of your plate right and and they're not needing your attention or input so consistently and often and you're satisfied and happy with the results you're seeing i think those are signs of somebody who has capacity on the front end you might have a little be a little more involved but as time goes on if they're able to to not only thrive in their role but do even beyond man those are good signs hmm. you know as i mentioned before leading a team is not easy and building one and having a successful one is not an easy roadmap. And um, even when you have a great team, it's still not easy. It just gets harder mm -hmm. and harder. And you're always going to face a challenge in in building a team. Um, is there a story or experience that stands out to you um, as we're talking about this? May, is there a, a challenge that you faced in really building, building that team? <laughs> There's a few. <laughs> One of them is called COVID in 2020. <laughs> that was a big challenge that most of us uh, at, in some way or another had to face. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I, I'll mention one that was a little bit more maybe emotional and personal. Uh, and it was when we had a very high level leader who broke trust uh, when he crossed some lines that he shouldn't have crossed as a spiritual leader in our community, in our church. Um, and this was a very, very difficult situation on a personal level because it was completely out of left field and unexpected. Again, this was probably, I would say probably the highest level leader, you know, under, under my leadership. And there was a, there was definitely a, a breaking of trust. And so uh, when this happened, it really affected me emotionally, you know, I don't know, maybe some other, some other, you know, lead leaders, CEOs in, in other I guess areas of uh, of business or you know where companies might not might not deal with the same type of situation as a pastor maybe, yeah. um, but it was really hard initially to 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 believe that this could that this would happen and and then even even the emotions of of not wanting not wanting it to be true and hoping that we can get through this. So as you ask a question like what did we do what did I do to kind of break through. I would say, first of all, courage to confront the situation. Um, even though it was, it was uncomfortable and inconvenient as leaders, 
we have to have the courage to confront situations that are that are affecting or will affect our organization in a significant way. In this case, I had to confront the reality of, you know, someone who kind of brought to our attention uh, an accusation of someone on our team and something that was very, very serious. And so I had to develop the courage to confront the situation as opposed to run from it or ignore it. Uh, because, you know, ultimately the reputation of our organization uh, would hang in the balance of how we handle this. Uh, the second thing I'll mention is having wise counsel from more experienced senior leaders. Uh, this was huge for, for me. In other words, understanding that there are other leaders in other organizations who do what we do, but they have more experience. They have more mileage. They have more track record. Uh, and that was a huge, huge, huge blessing because I was able to talk to some of these, uh, some of these older pastors, for example, that are kind of like mentors and they're kind of like overseers or counselors. And they gave me some great insight on how to, how to manage the situation, how to approach a very delicate situation with wisdom, with understanding, um, with grace. Um, so that was a big part. And then I would say another part of kind of breaking through that challenge specifically was once we kind of understood what needed to happen, we developed a communication plan where, where we began to communicate to the appropriate people in the right order. Um, we, we learned from the situation, you know, we communicated honestly and respectfully, uh, starting with our staff team and, you know, important leaders in our, in our organization and eventually actually the church. Uh, so man, it was hard. Uh, Cameron, it was hard to deal with this this situation, which was again, there's there's an emotional aspect of somebody that I really cared about and and kind of broke trust and and then and then unfortunately said some things and other things came out. I think it was because of fear and pride, uh, but it wasn't easy. And then leading the team and then answering questions because other people started doubting our leadership when we had nothing to do with the situation. It was a really, really challenging season, but I will say this on the other side. And now we are much stronger. We grew through it. Uh, and the team, you know, the team, uh, that remained really, really got strengthened and it opened the door to other conversations and important values that, that we communicate. Um, but man, leading is not lead leading is not easy. And, and as, as my, uh, mentor, Sam Chan would say, Sometimes we got to call it bleedership. If you're not bleeding, you're not leading. Well, we hope you're enjoying this interview with Pastor Virgil Sierra and hope that you are enjoying the content that we're bringing to you today on this episode. Wanted to take a quick break here to tell you a little bit about TC Advisory Group. It's a professional coaching and training company that Travis and I have started last year. So TC Advisory Group is where we provide leadership support at any level within an organization. And we provide individual support if you yourself are looking for leadership growth in some fashion, if you're looking for leadership support for your team or for your entire business or organization. So one of the things that we provide is uh, through our process called the DISC assessment, also through team resource mapping. So if you want to find out more about the services that we can offer to you on an individual level, your team or organization, I'm happy to have a conversation with you. You can book a discovery call with us today at the link in the podcast description. 
So you can go to um, on whichever platform you're listing on. You'll see there's a link for our discovery call. You can book a call um, on a time and date that suits you and your uh, availability. And we're happy to open up the conversation to have a dialogue uh, to see what areas we can help you in leadership. Well, we'll go back to the interview with Pastor Virgil Sierra. Yeah, it, it, it can get really difficult, especially when leading a team, something like that scenario, or even like you mentioned, the the um, COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. You know, I even remember when I was in that in that season when COVID happened and things were starting to to get blown up and you don't even know how next week is going to look, look like. And you're like, yeah. you're asking yourself, how am I going to lead this team through through just the next couple of days or even the week or the next couple of months. And you, it, it really starts getting emotional, especially when you care about your team, you care about the people that are helping you lead. Um, but when you face these challenges, um, how do you continue to really keep moving forward and keep your head up? Because it can be very discouraging, um, Pastor Virgil, such as a scenario that you just, or story that you explained, yeah. you know, it, it could be a real blow in, in your leadership and it, it could be discouraging. So how do you continue to move forward? Yeah, I think obviously for me, faith, my faith is a very big part of, of everything that I do. So, so, you know, I'll just say for me, being able to rely on God and being able to find some strength in my faith and um, and, and sometimes man being just honest in prayer, like, Lord, I can't, I can't do this by myself. I need your help. Um, that's first and foremost. Um, and then I would say, I would say this is something that's very, very important is having, is having the right people around you. Um, you know, lead leaders can sometimes be very lonely uh, when you're the, when you're the leader of the leaders, you know, when you're the lead leader, especially, you know, um, it could be very, um, it could be very isolating in the sense of, well, I'm, I'm, I'm above kind of the staff and the team and the people. And, mm-hmm. and there's not very many people who are uh, going to come ask me difficult questions, right. Or, you know, or hold me accountable. And so I have found that for me, what's been really helpful in those difficult moments is to have some good friends, uh, some friends that kind of walk along parallel. They might be, in my case, they might be pastors in other churches, right. Or, um, you know, or people who are leading in a, in a very high leadership position in other organizations, but, but we're, but we have that friendship, having friends and having people that I could lean into, uh, you know, and just be, be, be honest, <laughs> be honest with, by the way, I'm married. My wife is, is a key person as well. Being able to talk through difficult situations with her, uh, in, in most cases is something that's, that's, it's, it's kind of healing. It's, it's helpful. Um, because when you go through difficult situations, especially when they're, when they can even touch kind of emotionally, man, you can get discouraged pretty quick. I mean, we live in a culture and society where, where anxiety reigns and depression is gleaming in over everybody all the time. Uh, so for me, faith, you know, God is number one to the right people, starting with my wife and some good friends. Uh, and then I would say three, rem- re- remembering the vision, like remembering why we exist, remembering why we're here. If it was easy, everybody would do it, right? And so there are challenges, there are difficult moments, but what drives me to keep going after difficult, you know, circumstances is is that we have a vision and we have a mission 
and it's so much bigger than than ourselves. It's so much bigger than me. And so I want to be I want to be faithful and honoring to that calling on my life and to the vision that we have as an organization, and, uh, and to do everything possible to to not allow anything to inhibit us or keep us from moving forward. Mm, that's great. Really, not not using sight of your why and why you're in that role, why you're in your leadership, and your why and your your ultimate purpose, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. If if you lose your why, you lose your way, and mm-hmm. uh, and it's very important to to always keep that front and center, you know, as as the leader, and then with your team as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's tweetable. Uh, <laughs> um, I wanted to shift the conversation a little bit to to talk about communication and collaboration, and this is so important within a team. And so I wanted to get your insights on. Um, what is it that you do within your leadership and within your church uh, to really have that foster effective communication and collaboration uh, within your teams? Yeah, that's good. You know, one of the things that I've learned about communication, whether it's communicating vision, whether it's communicating values, you know, whether it's communicating what's going to happen again, three more C's it's got to be clear consistent and compelling, right? Whenever I'm communicating, I got to ensure that there's clarity. There's clarity in the communication um, from the big things, you know, and the vision and the values to the small things, which is, hey, this is what we're doing. You know, here's what's happening next week. You know, clarity. The the second thing is consistency. Um, I, I, this is one of the issues that we have. And Cameron, you might share this, but anybody who's a leader, can probably relate to being frustrated when you when you thought because you said something about 20 times that everybody heard and understood yep. <laughs> but the reality is they didn't they didn't hear or they didn't understand and i thought you know i thought i said it enough times and that's a leadership lesson is when you think when you're when you think you're tired of communicating something you're just beginning and, uh, you know, I think I've read studies that say you got to say something 21 times before somebody actually picks it up. Right. And so that consistency, first of all, I'm communicating clearly. Second of all, I'm consistently communicating and communicating with consistency. And thirdly, I would say com- in a compelling way, it's got to be compelling, especially especially when we're talking vision, especially mm-hmm. when we're talking, you know, mission, why we exist, especially when we're talking about what we want to accomplish. Um, you know, if I'm monotone, if I'm, if I'm boring, if I'm not in any way bringing heart and passion and communicating in a compelling way, uh, it can get lost. It can get lost. And so that's, those are big factors. Another thing that's been helpful for me regarding communication in our organization is, is what I've learned about called cascading communication, you know, cascading communication is, is this concept that, communication should cascade downward from top to bottom, you know, as applicable and as whatever organization, however, it might be look structured or what it looks like. Uh, No level in the organization should be skipped because we want to avoid communication breakdown. We want to avoid communication uh, confusion and we want to avoid disorder. So for example, I'll give you an example of, you know, in our church, you know, the top of the the pyramid, if you will, the top of the triangle is 
the lead pastors. You know, my wife and I are the lead pastors and we have the responsibility of leading the organization. Um, uh, below us, as far as this, the organization structure, we have our church government, which includes our, our uh, uh, board of trustees, which includes our overseers, and then our lead pastor leadership team. This is the high level leadership of the church. Then we have under that tier, the church staff. These are all the employees of the church, the people that are working and, you know, compensated to work, at, you know, in our organization. Then after that, we have what we call the impact team leaders, which a lot of these are volunteer leaders that are helping us lead teams or certain areas of the church. Then below that, we have our small group leaders who are volunteers and people of our church who are leading small groups for our church. Then we have team members who are part of the volunteer team who make church happen every Sunday and serve throughout the week in various ways. Then we have the church members and then we have church attendees and visitors. So if you, if you imagine kind of that triangle or that pyramid from top to bottom, what we have had to learn to do is cascading communication. It, it comes from the top and we want to make sure that each level of the organization is receiving the communication the way that they should uh, ensuring to not skip any level, because then when you skip levels, there's disorder, there's confusion, there's breakdown. This uh, has been a helpful principle for me, uh, understanding the concept of cascading communication. And then one more thing I'll mention, uh, Cameron, that 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 has been helpful for me. I might like it a little too much more than I should, but demystifying difficult conversations. I remember, um, I remember early on in my leadership. Uh, you know, hard conversations weren't fun for me in the sense that, man, there's just some hard conversations you have to have with people sometimes, whether it's staff team members, you know, or people that are new on the, on the team. And so uh, most leaders, I think, try to avoid these sometimes. And, 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 and here's where communication breakdowns happen. Here's where frustrations kind of rise on teams and leadership teams. And so, so what I've learned in the, in my journey is to demystify difficult conversations. In other words, accept the fact that as the lead leader, you're going to have to have difficult conversations often, and then set ourselves up for success by having a template or a format that we kind of follow when we have to have these difficult conversations and not procrastinate in having them because the longer we take to have these difficult conversations, the more frustration can enter the team, the more confusion can enter the team. And again, that's the key of communication, you know, and, and, and all of this, all of this, by the way, helps in the collaboration aspect mm -hmm. because good communication brings comfort, brings security, brings confidence to a team. And that opens the door to good collaboration. Yeah, I think one of the things that, uh, that's important to understand, too, is, um, you know, everyone receives communication differently. So um, yeah, I think something that I learned early on is it's better to over communicate than than not cover all your bases, because everyone truly receives communication in a different way. Some people take verbal communication very well and some people don't. And some people really need it uh, all laid out in writing. Over-communicating is, is the side you want to err on. When erring on one of the two sides, you want to over-communicate. Again, going back to the consistency of communication, right, and the clarity of the communication, you're absolutely right. Um, when we over-communicate, the, the probability is that most of the people will will hear it, will understand it, will get it. Um, and, and, you know, and I think you're right. I think as a leader, you have to begin to understand 
what's the best and most effective ways that my team receives from me, you know? Um, and, and obviously the size of the organization might determine how easy it is to be personal and individualized, but, but, but having multiple ways, like, like, for example, my wife and I, we've talked about it. Sometimes we say, Hey, should we send the email, even though we already said it and then also text it? And the answer is yes. Let's, let's yes. use all the forms possible, especially if it's an important message that we really need people to hear, see, or understand, um, most people aren't necessarily complaining. Now, if it's something that's very insignificant or doesn't af affect everybody, then you know you might want to be more direct on who you're sharing that with. But overall, over communicating is always going to bring better result than under communicating. Mm, well, that's great. And what would you say when talking about communication? Because I've I've seen leaders that they are really closed off. They don't really tell why they made X and Y decisions. And so how open, it, how important is open openness and transparency um, amongst the team and especially in, in being a leader and in leadership? Yeah, well, well, I've learned to value uh, transparency. I've learned to value honesty. I think ultimately uh, for a team that's going to really be great, uh, I think this is, these are keys for communication. And, you know, for, for example, sometimes, sometimes a decision has been made at a high level of leadership and then people that are maybe at the next tiers that are, uh, you know, applying these decisions that have been made, they might not always be clear. So one thing I like to do with, with, with our team, whenever we implement some new strategies or new systems, I always kind of explain, Hey, here's the, here's the thought behind what led us uh, to this decision and to how we're doing these things, I want to share, I want to unpack it with you, A, so you understand it, B, so you can ask any questions if something's not clear, and C, so you can bring any recommendations if maybe there's a way to do it better from your perspective. Uh, so I think, you know, rather than keeping people in the dark about how and why we do things, I think uh, it's a great idea to be more transparent, more honest with, hey, this is why and this is how. You got to reserve, you, you got to understand that, that, there may be exceptions, right? And mm -hmm. you you don't need to go into all the details of every decision for everything with everyone, but it will create uh, it will create uh, create a sense of buy in when somebody feels like, oh, I get that. Oh, I'm glad they shared that with me. I I'm 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 in on why, and I understand the how. I think people appreciate that that your team appreciates that. So the more they feel in on it, the more they can take ownership of it. Um, and 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 whenever there's any kind of like sense of oh they're keeping things a secret or nobody's talking yeah. about it, that that can always open the door to some some tension or negative perspectives. Mm, yeah, that's good. Um, I like to talk about diversity a little bit. Um, you know, building a diverse group or diverse team is, is really crucial for success to have that diversity. Um, and so what would you say that you do to really ensure um, diversity inclusion uh, within your teams? And how does it really contribute to like building a successful team? Yeah, I think I think diversity is huge. Uh, and it's also beautiful. I will be the first to admit I'm learning and I want to get better in this area. Uh, remember, I took over for the church that my parents planted, by the way, as a Spanish speaking church 30 years prior to me taking the lead. And uh, needless to say, it, the church, when I took the lead, was very homogenous. It was pretty much mainly Hispanic people here in South Florida. Uh, and so I think I think it's a natural tendency for organizations uh, to 
remain homogenous and sim- people are similar or alike unless there's an intentionality with hey we want to we want to break into more diversity which brings more richness into the culture and the uh and the heart and the feel of the organization so um i would say that we we've just we're just con- continuously having conversations on our team and with our senior leadership about this because we recognize we want to be better we want to be even more diverse than we are we have a lot of diversity among hispanic countries and populations, but man, we want to grow even more diverse. I've learned talking to good friends uh, and and leaders and pastors who pastor very kind of multi, multi-ethnic and multicultural, uh, diverse churches um, that, that it has to be very intentional. And so on, on the one hand, we value the, the diversity and we value the fact that when there's diversification of skills and ideas and, and backgrounds, it brings a, a greater richness and uh, we're able to uh, to look more like our community. I tell our church, hey, I want us to look like the community that we live in, uh, which means there's got to be more diversity. And one of the things that I've learned in some of the conferences that I've been at and t- kind of hearing leaders speak about this, for example, for us as a church is, is if we want to see them in the audience, we got to see them on the platform, right? And, and so yeah. having people... Um, of diverse backgrounds and and ethnicities in 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 key roles and positions of leadership and staff and within the organization, that's going to open the door to more of that. I'm not saying it's easy, mm-hmm. but I think it's well worth it. Yeah, I think one thing when I talk about diversity and inclusion, it's that diversity of thought because everyone comes from a different background. Everyone comes yeah. from a different up group upbringing. They've had different experiences. The one thing that I've cherished in my leadership is appreciating all the different thoughts. And, you know, like my idea may being a a basic idea, but then with your team, with having a diverse team and being, um, being open to diverse thoughts, that basic idea can become something so extraordinary. Yeah. And, and I think, I think there's multiple aspects of diversity. There's, there's obviously ethnic and cultural diversity. There's also generational, right. Or age, Mm -hmm. you know, diversity where you get kind of older generations and younger generations mingling and connecting. I think there's something beautiful that happens. I love seeing that personally in church. I mean, we, we say it all the time. We want to be a multi-generational, right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Church. And so uh, I think the variety of upbringings, the, the, the diversity in, um, in family dynamics, all of that can bring a, you know, a richness to an organization and even make us as an organization, even more relevant to the community that we're serving. Mm, That's awesome. So I do want to touch on Avail a little bit, but before we go into that and wrap up our discussion, I really wanted to, um, for those listening and those leaders that are tuning into this podcast right now, um, what what is it that uh, leaders should make a priority when when trying to lead a team and, and build a successful team? What should be at the top of their their list? Yeah, well, uh, you know, and as I was thinking about this this concept. Um, and a lot of times I have some, you know, younger friends and pastors who kind of lean in and ask me this question. Um, I have a list of five important questions for growth, because ultimately I think 
at the heart of, of every leader's <laughs> desire and goal is to grow, right? We want to grow. First of all, we want to grow ourselves. Second of all, we want our organizations to grow. Uh, third, we want, we want our reach and our impact and our influence to grow. Um, and, you know, I think there's a, I think it's a good thing to want to grow. So, so here's five important questions for growth. Um, the first one's the clarifying question, which is what is our win? What is our measurable win? You know, going back to our why, like, what is it that is it for us? Second important question for growth is the focus question, which is what will we do to accomplish this vision? So what is, what is it that we're going to do from systems and structure to strategies and practical things? Third question is the culture question, which is what are the keys to us succeeding? You know, what are the values and how we do things for us to really be successful, uh, the, the fourth question is the now question, which by the way, the, I'm sorry, the fourth question is the, I missed one, the reality question, which is how are we doing right now? So the first one is the clarity question. What's the measurable win? Second one is uh, the focus question. What will we do to accomplish the vision? Third one is the reality question. How are we doing right now? Because we got to be honest with that. The fourth one is the culture question. What are the keys to being successful? And then the fifth one, the now question is, what one thing, if it got better, would make the biggest difference in our organization? What one thing right now, if it got better, it would make the biggest difference in our organization. And if we come together you know, as leaders and put our finger on these, on, on these things, especially this last one, it's going to help us make some major, major strides. So instead of focusing on 20 big things, what's that one thing that if we really, really, really turned it around, it would make a big difference. And once we establish that, now we ask the question again, now what's that one thing, if it got better, that it would make the biggest difference. As a church, we cons consistently ask ourselves that question, whether it's, you know, engaging people on Sundays to, you know, to come to church, whether it's having a stronger culture of small groups where people feel connected outside of just not just Sunday service, but actually being in friendship with others. Then we ask ourselves, you know, how are we doing with next gen with our kids and our youth? Are we really engaging them? So again, whatever it is that your organization does, your company and whatever you're leading, you want to ask these important questions that are important to consider for growth and continued growth. Well, I appreciate all your insights on that, Pastor Virgil. It's it's really been um, eye-opening. I've been taking notes throughout just for my purposes to um, help enhance my leadership and help me build a better team as well. So it's been amazing sitting here with you uh, talking about leadership. I love it. I love it. Leadership yeah. is, a is a blast. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about Avail. What is Avail? And um, then we'll go into talking to some of your experiences being a podcast podcast host. Yeah, well, Avail is a premier Christian leadership brand. Um, you know, a few years ago, probably about five, six years ago, Dr. Sam Chand and Martine Van Tilburg, uh, who are the ones who founded, co-founded Avail, uh, they came up to me and they said, hey, Virgil, we're uh, starting this Christian leadership brand. This was right at the beginning of 2020, by the way. And uh, we want to have a, a podcast where we where we have uh, just global leaders, national leaders, people that are making a great impact, um, just be interviewed and talk leadership to help 
Christian leaders, to help pastors and ministry leaders. And uh, that was beginning of 2020. And the rest is history. We started March 2020, a little bit after, actually in April 2020, a little bit after the pandemic hit. And uh, little did we know back then that we would have a new episode every single week. We're we're, uh, running now close to, I think, episode 170. Uh, and we, I just, I get to sit down with amazing leaders and talk leadership, kind of like you, right? Uh, maybe a little more geared towards the church or ministry world, uh, mm-hmm. but it is awesome and it's powerful to connect with great leaders, authors, uh, just thinkers that are making a difference uh, and influencing in in great ways. That's the Avail podcast, which comes out in audio po- podcast, and we also uh, try to get them up on YouTube as well. Yeah, tell us about the magazine as well. Yeah, the Avail Journal comes out quarterly. Uh, again, I think it's the premier Christian leadership magazine of the moment. Uh, if you go to availjournal.com, you can uh, try our free trial membership. Uh, we want to just gift you uh, uh, um, this free trial membership, uh, an Avail Journal, and and just lean in. There's great content from a great diversity of Christian leaders. Um, it's awesome content. The magazine looks good. It feels good. You don't want to throw it away because that's how good it looks and it feels and the content is even better so avail journal is where you can access that and all the other resources we provide from the avail books that come out and um the the online uh portal is theartofleadership.com theartofleadership.com if you're a leader in in, in in faith world or you just value it check it out yeah i have to say the content that avail comes out with the podcast the magazine and the books it's been probably the the best content that I've seen in terms of leadership Um, and the avail journal has been one of the best magazines that I've gotten in terms of like leadership, leadership content. You get a diversity of thought from a wide variety of um, people that write uh, the articles in there. And so for those listening um, the link is in the podcast description. And so you can find it there and definitely try it out get that free trial and see if it works for you. You'll find that is really hard to throw away as well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, pastor Virgil, uh, you've interviewed a wide variety of speakers, a uh, wide variety of guests on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and what are some of the interviews and what are things that you've learned? Um, well, one, who are some guests that stand out to you and what are yeah. some of the things that you've learned uh, throughout your journey of being a podcast host, um, um, you've talked a lot about leadership uh, in these podcasts, <laughs> met a wide variety of folks. Um, so w- what stands out to you? Yeah, well, first of all, I'll say I, I, I was I've never been a, I was never a podcast host before this. So that was a, it was a learning curve of understanding, OK, how do I um, how do I set myself up for success in hosting a podcast where I'm trying to set up? These guests, whether they're pastors, authors, um, just amazing leaders, how do I set it up so that they can really bring the content that's going to bless and encourage the audience? Um, And then how do we keep this? How do we get a system that works where it's continuous and consistent every week an episode comes out uh, working with the team? All of that was part of the learning, right? How do how do we set it up? What kind of questions do we come up with? Uh, Who's going to take care of the post-production aspect on the team? All of this has been part of our uh, journey. And we uh, we we are we feel like a well-oiled machine now, uh, but it took some time to get there. Some of the guests 
there have been some amazing guests. Some of the guests that stand out to me right now, John Bevere, uh, who is a very well-known Christian author. Um, I did kind of a two-part back-to-pack episodes uh, um, based on his his book that came out in 2023 called The Awe of God, uh, really focused in on the concept of, of what it means to have fear of the Lord. Uh, I think the first episode was we find him when we fear him. And the second episode was the missing piece is awe and, uh, and just delved into this message that God really just impregnated in his, in his life of, of reverencing God and fear of God is not being afraid of God. Uh, it's about being afraid of being away from him and uh, truly having a respect and an honor uh, and a love for God that leads us to want to be close to him and honor him. And, and I think that man, that those episodes were awesome. There's, there's an episode with pastor Chris Hodges from church of the highlands in Birmingham, Alabama. He, uh, it was based on his book called out of the cave, which is a book that just kind of walks through some biblical principles of how to break through depression you know, the, the cave of depression, uh, out of the cave into the light is kind of the concept. And, and, you know, as leaders, I think this is a pertinent message because no matter who you are, no matter where you are, there will be moments where, uh, it feels like the lights are dimming and it feels like you're in a cave and, and, uh, and even there, you know, you could fall into just severe, extreme sadness, depression. And, uh, and I think, um, the way, the, the way we were able to have that interview and kind of hear his heart and, and kind of how he frames some practical steps of stepping out of the cave and into the light. Uh, that was a great interview. Also Lance Witt, uh, Lance Witt is a dear friend and, and he's a great leader, great pastor. And he, he, uh, he talked specifically about, um, about soul care, about really caring for your soul, which I think, again, is a very important topic for leaders uh, because it's so easy to become overwhelmed with uh, so many situations and circumstances. And then as a leader, you're you're worrying about this and that and them and those people. And sometimes you forget to care for your own soul. And it's very hard to lead a healthy organization if you as a leader aren't healthy in your soul. Um, those are, I think, some of the top ones. And of course, whenever I interview Sam Chand or any of his new books, I, there's actually an episode... I think it was called Leadership Simplified, where it's kind of like an up and cl- up close and personal leadership conversation with Dr. Sam Chan. I got to ask him some good questions, have some fun with him as well. And that episode was really, really uh, life-giving and just all kinds of gold nuggets for leadership. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Sam Chan is always awesome to listen to. So I've always uh, flattered to like hear always his insights on leadership. But some of my favorites have been um, you had uh, Pastor Todd Bishop when he came out with his uh-huh. book, uh, Leadership Unleashed. Uh, I yes. love his book and I love uh, following his journey uh, in, in leadership. And also Pastor Benny Tate. Uh, yes. He wrote the book, Defy, Defy the Odds. I actually yes. have it right here. Um, uh, he's awesome. The book is really great, but you know, I really love this, this podcast that you've created with the avail team and hope those listening, um, are able to go and get your copy of the avail journal, try it out. And, um, also check out the avail podcast and those links, um, will be in the podcast description on whichever platform you're listening on. Yeah. It's an honor to serve. God, it's an honor to serve leaders. It's an honor to be here with you. And man, I just hope that every time we, <clears throat> it, what a privilege it is to have a mic in front of us and 
and have the opportunity to serve people. Uh, my heart is always to add value, add value, add value. Something that I've learned from the great John Maxwell, add value to people. Uh, yep. And I, I think that's something that we're doing on a podcast like this. We're adding value to people. And uh, it'd be awesome if you guys check out uh, Avail, theartofleadership.com is our website and also availjournal.com for a free trial subscription. And if you're ever in South Florida, come visit us at Vertical Church. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Virgil. It's been an awesome discussion, conversation that we've had on leadership. So many awesome nuggets for our listeners to take away, um, You know, such as the five C's that we talked about, character, competent, chemistry, culture, and mm-hmm. capacity. I mean, just that, uh, my mind is blown. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an honor. Thank you for what you do, man. It's it's awesome to hear the voices of, of leaders. Like I told you when we did the interview on Avail, you know, having yeah. the, the perspective and the voice of a young leader like yourself that has a love, you know, for God, who's a man of faith, but also has a heart for, for um, leadership and, and growing, man. I love that. I love seeing that in you. And I hope that uh, that will continue to be transmitted to all the, all the audience here on the podcast. And and again, honored to be a guest. And uh, before we drop off, uh, how can people connect with you and the, the work that you do? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm on social media right now, Instagram and Facebook. You can find me as, Virgilio Sierra. My full name is Virgilio. It's kind of an Italian name, right? Uh, most people know me as Virg or Virgil, but Virgilio Sierra uh, is my uh, uh, social media. Also, you can check out our church website, which is uh, vertical.life, vertical.life. Um, if you check out our YouTube YouTube channel, which is Vertical Church Iglesia, we got messages in English and in Spanish. Uh, and obviously, you can also follow Avail. Uh, but I appreciate the opportunity to get the word out a little bit. And uh, man, what a what a blessing this has been. It has. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Virgil. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to the Leadership Download Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this interview that we had with Pastor Virgil Sierra. Um, if you would like to find out more and connect with Pastor Virgil or follow him on social media, you can find the link in the podcast description on whichever platform that you're listening on. Also, if you want to find out more about Avail and the uh, Avail podcast and the Avail journal, uh, there's a link in the podcast description as well, and you can find out more details on that. And be sure to listen to and subscribe to uh, the podcast that he hosts as well. Also, uh, if you want to find out more about TC Advisor Group, um, we are a professional leadership coaching and training company. And if you want to find out more about who we are and how we can help support you on an individual level, team level, or organizational level, um, you can go to our website, tcadvisorygroup.com. One of the things we have launching in January 2024 is a mastermind group. So we'll be going through uh, a leadership book and going through that through the duration of about one month to six weeks. And it'll be uh, going through a leadership book to help you in your leadership journey wherever you're at. And you'll be a part of a community with like-minded people that are truly uh, pursuing personal growth and want to take their leadership to the next level. So if you're interested in that, feel free to check out our website uh, and email us info at TC Advisory Group. Thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't so that you receive a notification when the next episode goes live and feel free to catch some of the previous episodes that we had 
this year. We've had some amazing guests uh, with a variety of topics. And we thank you so much for tuning in. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Leadership Download Podcast. Thank you.